Leviticus chapter 12. In the last chapter, we saw how kind God was about telling them only to eat clean animals. Because for instance, a lot of caterpillars are poisonous and they weren't allowed to eat flies or anything nasty. They're going to be not eating foods that would make them prone to getting diseases. Now in this chapter, he's going to talk about the law about childbirth, which also shows great kindness toward his people. Verse 1, And the Lord spoke unto Moses, saying, 2. Speak unto the children of Israel, saying, If a woman be delivered, and bear a man-child, meaning a boy, then she shall be unclean seven days, and as in the days of the impurity of her sickness shall she be unclean. Now sickness here isn't really a good translation. It means menstruation. For seven days she's unclean, as if she were menstruating. The woman is going to be losing a lot of blood during those seven days, 3. And in the eighth day, the flesh of his foreskin shall be circumcised. On the eighth day, even though the woman is unclean, they go to a place which is not in the sanctuary because she isn't clean. She can't enter the sanctuary. And that is where her son's uh, foreskin will be cut off on the eighth day. The eighth day is when the men bleed the least. It's the one day in their life when they don't hardly bleed at all. So she doesn't go into the courtyard but she does meet with a priest and circumcise the son. 4. And she shall continue in the blood of purification three and thirty days. She's already been unclean for seven days. Now she's going to be unclean for another thirty-three days. Forty days altogether that she's unclean. She shall touch no hallowed thing, nor come into the sanctuary until the days of her purification be fulfilled. So she can't come into the presence of the Lord. And that's fine. He's not mad at her. He's happy that she had a child because he gave the commandment to be fruitful and multiply. But it isn't that God isn't happy with her, and it isn't that God isn't happy with the baby. He loves the mother and the baby. Because he's holy and pure, and she's leaking bodily fluids, she can't come into his presence. 5. But if she bear a maid child, meaning a girl, then she shall be unclean two weeks, as in her impurity. This is longer than seven days. And she shall continue in the blood of her pur purification three score and six days. A score is 20, so that's 66 days plus 14. That's a total of 80 days, 8-0. She's not pure for 80 days after giving birth to a girl, and she's unclean for 40 days after giving birth to a boy. So it's a double of the amount of time for a girl as for a boy. Now, why would God do this? Because he loves women and he loves babies. That's why. Because we're going to learn later in God's law in future chapters that when the woman is unclean because of giving childbirth, the husband is not allowed to have sex with her. And this is a beautiful thing because it gives an exhausted mother a break from sex. It also gives the mother more time to bond with the baby. And one of the reasons, one of the causes of mental illness is that mothers do not properly bond with their babies. This is one of the reasons why small children can sometimes have mental problems. This ensures that the mother is focused on the child, bonding with the child, and it also ensures that the husband is learning self-control and he's learning sacrifice to be sacrificial toward his family. And he's learning to care for his family because if he can't have sex, obviously he's going to fill up his time taking care of the mother and child. He's going to fill up his time in a different way. Pretty awesome, isn't it? In this time, the family will bond and get tighter and closer and learn to love each other and appreciate each other even more. I think this is just nothing but beautiful. 
But the question is, why would God say that if you give birth to a girl, you're unclean for 80 days, when if you give birth to a boy, you're only unclean for 40? The woman might want to spend more time bonding with her daughter. Mothers and daughters have a really special relationship. Maybe God just knew that a lot of mothers would see themselves in their daughter and need more time to bond, and it would just be really special. Of course, our relationship with our Father is always important too. It's just a wonderful law that everybody benefits from. It builds character in the husband, gives the mother more rest and more support, it keeps the baby from being crazy because it didn't bond properly with the mother. So everybody benefits from this. And then when the husband and wife come together again, they can enjoy being together even more. It won't be like drudgery. It won't be like, you know, some women get so tired that sex becomes a chore. And so this is preventing that from happening. That it's not a chore. It's something you do for pleasure because you love each other. Six, and when the days of her purification are fulfilled for a son or for a daughter, she shall bring a lamb of the first year for a burnt offering and a young pigeon or a turtle dove for a sin offering. Notice that the lamb is a lot bigger than a bird. The burnt offering is an offering of complete surrender to God. It's when you're saying, I'm all for you. I'm not holding anything back. That offering shows that the mother and the child are dedicated to the Lord, and it's the bigger offering. The smaller offering is the sin offering, because it's more important that she's dedicated to the Lord, and the Lord isn't expecting that she's going to be a great sinner. The Lord isn't expecting that a breastfeeding mother who's recovering from labor is entrenched in sin, which I think is a compliment from the Lord to the mother. This reminds us of what happened when Jesus was born. On the eighth day, after his mother had finished her initial unclean period of seven days, on the eighth day, he was taken to the temple so that he could be circumcised. That was the day that Anna the prophetess met Joseph, Mary, and baby Jesus in the temple, and she prophesied over baby Jesus. She was the lady who had been married for seven years when she was young, and then she became a widow. And after her husband died, she spent the rest of her life in the temple, serving the Lord and worshiping him. And when Jesus came in to get circumcised, she knew that that was the Messiah, and she prophesied over him. Then, on the 40th day after he was born, when he was brought back to the temple so that his mother could offer sacrifices in thankfulness for God giving her a child. That was when the prophet Simeon saw Jesus in the temple. Same thing, God had promised him that he would see the Messiah. And he said, now that I've seen him, I can die. My time on earth is complete because he said, I've now seen the Messiah who the father told me was coming. It's very beautiful. Those two monumental things happened on Jesus' eighth day and on Jesus' fortieth day as a human on this planet. 7. And he shall offer it before the Lord and make atonement for her. That's the priest. And she shall be cleansed from the fountain of her blood, meaning all the blood and stuff that came out during all those weeks. She will be pronounced clean because she isn't flowing blood anymore. This is the law for her that beareth, whether a male or a female. After all the blood is done coming out, then she and her husband can have sex. This is God's plan for women and men. I know that a lot of couples go against this and they don't practice this, but it's healthier to do it 
because the woman gets rest and recuperation and the man learns patience, self-control, kindness, which are all important if you're the leader of a family. You need to be a gentle, kind, sacrificial, loving leader, just like Jesus Christ. Eight, and if her means suffice not for a lamb, so if she's too poor to bring a lamb, then she shall take two turtle doves or two young pigeons, the one for a burnt offering and the other for a sin offering, and the priest shall make atonement for her and she shall be clean. Hallelujah. God's law is just so peaceful, beautiful, and beneficial. And that concludes Leviticus chapter 12.